Hello, everybody, and welcome to the College Info Geek Podcast. My name is Thomas Frank, and this is a show that helps you become a more effective student, whether you're in college, high school, or just a student of life. And this particular episode is, as a few of the other episodes in the history of this podcast have been, a car episode, other than this intro recording, which is being done on my big microphone. Um, But I'm doing this intro because the car part requires a little bit of introduction. Number one, it's a pretty short episode. It's uh, just some kind of thoughts I was mulling about in my head, and it actually was recorded quite a while ago. I recorded these thoughts uh, back before I went to Japan, so it was right around the beginning of May, and I think it was the day that my girlfriend graduated from college. Um, it's also a bit out of order, so if you listen to the last episode, episode 63 with Gretchen Rubin about habit-building strategies for different personalities, uh, this episode was born from some thoughts I had about a certain passage that I read in her book, Better Than Before. Um, it happened before I interviewed her, and I don't think that really matters a whole lot in terms of whether you listen to that episode before this one or this one before that one, because this just focuses on a specific idea. And that idea is that uh, habits can deaden experiences. And uh, basically, I want to think about and talk about what you should do, given that piece of information. So if you haven't listened to episode 63 with Gretchen Rubin, I think you should. Um, go ahead and listen to this one before that or skip back to that one first. I don't care which one you do, but I think it's going to be a really useful episode. Uh, this one, like I said, is just some preliminary thoughts that I was having. And uh, I have found that I actually did change a pretty big habit in my life, partly because of these thoughts. And I think it's making me a more healthy person. So uh, enjoy this episode. And if you want to find the show notes for it, the amount of links and you know summary and stuff is pretty sparse for this episode but you will be able to find links to review the show on itunes and leave a rating if you want to support it you can find that all at cigpodcast.com the episode 64 link on that page will take you to the blog post for this episode you'll find all that good stuff so that's all i've got Uh, this is a shorter episode this week but we will bring you another episode like a, a longer interview next week so uh look forward to that and let's dive into this one Good morning, friends. It is Saturday, and I am actually driving to my girlfriend's graduation ceremony, of which there will be two today. So I will be up at the college foremost of the day, uh, those ceremonies and her party as well, and then we'll be going off to Japan in a couple days after that. So it's a kind of a bustle of activity. But as I'm driving here, detoured off the highway, going down farm roads, just got a little bit of inspiration to talk about something. So hey, you know, why don't we uh, just do it in the car? Why not? So I was listening to an old back episode of Listen Money Matters, actually, where they're talking about uh, the typical personal finance advice, which is always to kick your coffee shop habits, stop buying Starbucks, it's costing you 4 or $5 a day, that adds up over time, blah, blah, blah. And there's so many people on every side of this argument. I mean, you got Ramin Sethi, who's very staunchly in the keep your Starbucks habit, just make more money, stop making bad, huge decisions with your money, and you're going to be fine. And you know, on a a financial side, I kind of agree with him. Like, if you can increase your income, uh, you know, what's $5 times a month's worth of coffee? It's like 150 bucks. If you can increase your income by uh, 1.8 grand a year after tax, then you're covering your Starbucks habit entirely. 
and maybe you can increase it even more. That's fine. You know, that's cool. Why not do that? And then you got people on the, you know, the, the typical like frugal people on the other side of the argument where they say, that's $5 a day, you know, that's, and it adds up. Like, like I said, it's 150 bucks a month, you know, that could get you, you could buy like a bike every month if you wanted to buy a crappy bike. Uh, you know, you could buy a new skateboard every month, like thinking in like teenage Thomas <laughs> mindset right here. Uh, and then you got people like Mr. Money Mustache who take it even further and show you how much you would lose on the investment side. Like, have you, if you would have invested that 150 bucks a month, then you'd be, you know, chilling with an extra 20 grand. You'd knock two extra years off of your, uh, your work in life and you could retire two years earlier. And that's totally valid too. Um, but what I want to talk about right now is the habit side of it because everyone seems to focus on the money side of it. You know, abstain and you make this much money or indulge and you don't, you don't really lose that much if you think about it, that kind of thing. I want to talk about the actual habits that form this this event every day where you walk yourself to the Starbucks and you you kind of boredly get your coffee, right? Um, so what, what sparked this for me is uh, I'm reading a book called Better Than Before. It's a book on habit formation by someone named Gretchen Rubin who has written uh, a lot about happiness in the past. And I guess her interests have sort of naturally evolved over from happiness to habits. You know, as long as you stick with the topic that starts the first, you know, the same two letters, then you're good, right? Uh, In my case, I guess I could move over to writing about corn, you know, or like, uh, I don't know, what else is cool stuff? That's pretty general. (laughs) Anyway, what she mentioned on one page, you know, it was a pretty casual mention, but it was pretty powerful for me, was that... Habits are good. Um, they tend to form, they form about 40% of human behavior, according to the book. And they automate behavior. You know, they automate decisions. They make it so we don't have to think through a whole lot of things. Uh, they kind of just build it all into routines, which is it's a double-edged sword, really. It's good. It allows us to free up mental capacity and energy for other decisions. But it also, and here's the bad edge of the sword, I suppose, it compresses time and it deadens things. And the example she gives in the book is that, you know, when I first started drinking coffee, those first few weeks, the coffee was delicious and it was kind of a jolt of energy and I really enjoyed it. Uh, now, I don't really notice it. It sort of just fades into the background. It's just kind of a thing that I do every morning. You know, if I don't have it, then I'm going crazy. I need it. But the actual act of drinking the coffee every morning, I don't get that electric spark of enjoyment like I used to. It's just it sort of is there in the cup and then it goes into my belly and uh, and then I get I get caffeine and I get coffee taste in my mouth and potentially brown teeth if I don't rinse my mouth out with water. Whoop-de-doo! Now, here's the thing. The first few weeks of the coffee drinking experience uh, are great, you know? I, I was there too. And uh, interestingly enough, I started with uh, Keurig coffee and then eventually graduated up to better coffee. So I got a couple of different times where there was novelty injected into the coffee making process. And I guess I could do it again. Um, but after the initial you know, fun period is over, like she says, it becomes habit and it's deadened a bit. And I guess that's the big thing that I think is important to think about. Um, once it's deadened, you know, you probably wouldn't get a whole lot more enjoyment out of that coffee 
than you would of a glass of water if that was your habit. Except for the fact that this is costing you $5 a day if you're going to Starbucks. Now, if you're brewing your own coffee, you know, maybe it's only costing you a dollar a day or maybe a dollar fifty if you're brewing really nice coffee. Maybe even cheaper if you're brewing Folgers coffee. But either way, after that initial you know, jolt of niceness and everything, it becomes a habit, just like any other. The level of enjoyment you get from it might not be that much higher than a cheaper habit had you developed that cheaper habit. Had you developed the act of just filling up a bottle of water in the morning. Maybe throwing some crystal light in there if you like the taste, you know? So, because you chose to develop a different habit for a different level of return in the first few weeks, now you're stuck in a cycle of doing something that costs a lot more than another habit, but doesn't provide, you know, any more return in terms of overall happiness and fulfillment in your life. So... What that means is that you either want to really question, you know, I guess the first thing is you want to question whether or not you truly enjoy it now that you've been doing it for a while. You know, the novelty wears off of everything. Do I still like this? Is it worth the cost? Is it worth the the time it takes me to go to the coffee shop? Is it worth the time it takes me to brew it if I brew it at home? Is it worth, uh, you know, the health impact if I put a lot of creamer in there and sugar? Is it worth the health impact if I'm drinking a lot and I'm overdosing on caffeine? Is it worth the money? Or if I built another habit of drinking water or, or juicing every morning or doing something else, anything else really, you know, would I get the same amount of fulfillment or more? Or, or you know, maybe slightly less, but not any, any like huge margin where I would be really unhappy that I had changed. And if the answer to that is, no, I'm not really getting that much extra happiness out of this particular habit, why not try to build a new one, you know, that that fits into your overall goals better or that saves you money, you know? Maybe it does, maybe it does fill you though, you know? Maybe drinking coffee really is great or maybe there are extra uh, events around the coffee routine that you really enjoy. Maybe you really enjoy the walk to the coffee shop every morning. Maybe you really enjoy the process of brewing. In that case, I said keep doing it, you know? Like Ramit Sethi says, $5 a day is not going to break you as long as you have the overall big picture locked down in your mind that making money, you know, increasing your value is always going to be more effective than being frugal and cutting down expenses once you get to a certain point. You know, if, you're, if you're buying Louis Vuitton bags every day, you probably should cut that out. But increasing your value as, as a person who makes something and it provides value to others is going to be more impactful than cutting out a coffee habit. So, you know, in the case that you really do enjoy it, even though it's become deadened a little bit from the process of encoding it as a habit, then keep doing it, you know, as long as it's not overall harming you too much. But if it's not, if it's just like, I, I just realized that I just do this every day. And why do I do this? I'm not sure, but I do it. I started doing it at some point for some reason, and now I just do it. If, if your reason is that you just do it, why not change it? You know, and that doesn't mean you need to quit. You could change the way you brew. You could try to switch over to different uh, different types of beans. Um, you could try going to black coffee if you like a lot of creamer, or vice versa. Just try to switch it up. So no, so you're not really. You're not uh, exerting the same amount of energy and, and cost and you know and capital to get less of a return 
than you used to get when it was fun. Make it fun again, and you make your life more interesting, and you get more in return for what you're paying. Or if you don't want to do that, you know, you could try to adopt a replacement habit that's more in line with your values. Like personally, I drink coffee every morning, and I'm totally speaking like from the heart here because I'm, I'm using one of my own habits as an example, and I'm questioning it as I'm reading this book. Do I really need to brew a cup of coffee every morning? So what I've been experimenting with doing, and I don't do this every single day, but when I make my breakfast, sometimes I'll brew tea instead. Uh, and it, to be honest, I like tea, at least from a taste perspective, um, less than coffee. But for me, the process of making coffee has become so habitual that it, I barely notice it. So it's like I'm sitting in my chair watching The Daily Show or or something on YouTube in my, my relaxing time in the morning with some sort of warm drink in my hand. Coffee or tea, it doesn't make a huge difference at this point because the initial fun amazingness of coffee has gone is long, long gone. You know, I've been drinking it for a few years now, uh, maybe more. See, I, do, I don't even remember how I don't even remember how long I've been drinking coffee at this point. So that you can tell how uh, how much my brain cares about the coffee at this point. It's just it's a constant. And, and tea is a very similar constant. Healthier, cheaper, uh, easier to make, you know, at least the way I do it. Because I brew my coffee with an AeroPress. It's not difficult, but you got to grind the beans up. You got to dump it into a little cylinder, stir it up, put the water in there, then clean it. With tea, you just drop the bag, pour the water in, and wait. That's easy. You know, you can do loose leaf tea, but at least at this point, I don't really care that much. So, I don't want to try to pad this episode out to be like normal length. Um, but it's a thing to think about, right? Like, are your habits costing you more than they're worth? Have they deadened the initial enjoyment and impact that you got from the behaviors that are encoded in their routines? Have those things become dead to you now? Are they now just routines that cost you money for little enjoyment? And the process of changing them won't be fun because you're used to it. You crave it. It won't be amazing. But you can do it and you may end up with a replacement habit that's more in line with what you care about. So this guy behind me, he just he wants to do it real fast, but he can't. He can't because he's going to crash into somebody passing me up. It's a bad idea. So, yeah. Look, bro, you got to go that fast. Come on. Respect, respect the general idea of going 10 miles over. You don't need to go more. I don't know. I'm not going 10 miles over. I'm model citizen over here sticking to 55. Anyway, thanks for listening. This is just some, uh, you know, just like my friend Satchel says, playground thoughts, you know, they're not entirely decided upon. I don't know if this is uh, the way that you should live or if it's just rambling but maybe you have gotten something some little string to tug on out of this some little string to follow some little pathway of thought and maybe you can improve your life somewhat if so well I've done my job and if not I've convinced you to listen to me talk for 13 minutes (laughs) anyway thanks for listening friends 
All right. Well, I hope you guys found that episode somewhat useful. Like I said, just playground thoughts at the moment for me, still playground thoughts, but maybe it's something that you can use to, you know, make a positive change in your life or completely just throw away. Um, It doesn't really matter to me too much. I just kind of wanted to get those thoughts out. Once again, CIGpodcast.com episode 64 is where you'll find show notes for this episode. You can leave a rating and review on iTunes if you really want to support the show, help drive it up the charts and be more visible to more students. And if you want to find my favorite resources for productivity and financial management and finding textbooks and all sorts of other stuff that will make your college experience easier and more enjoyable, you'll find all that over at collegeinfogeek.com slash resources, which also links to a list of my recommended books for students. So you'll find all that cool stuff over there. That's all I've got. So until next week, stay cute and I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to the College Info Geek Podcast. Grow your brain even more at www.collegeinfogeek.com.